0: My name is Maurice Washington. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Executive Talk. Those who are watching on live TV, or those who are watching on social media, please connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and also YouTube. On Facebook and on YouTube, those are opportunities for you to communicate with us. We go live on there, and we want to make sure that any questions, any statements, any comments that you may have regarding the show that you see here are answered, and that we can keep that dialogue going. Because most importantly, this is a community-based show for those that are first-timers here. This is for all of us. This is a business TV show, so it is still for all of us. I may talk a lot about CEOs, okay, but also we're talking about the employees also. How do you fit in, into these into these topics? Okay, it's very easy <coughs> to point across the room. It's very easy to point it uh, uh, at your employees or your um, or your fellow co-workers and say yeah they do that I knew it I knew it was something but yeah they do that this in this moment here what about you this is for your exploration because maybe you're the next impact on the office maybe you're the next impact that your home life is waiting for so let's let's own this show let's, let's be present and again for me What's happening is, as I'm teaching, as I'm coming into this show, I am learning a lot myself. It's interesting, for the past month, I've been working up to the show emotionally, and now it's hitting me like a ton of bricks. So again, you guys are sharing the experience right here with me. So let's go ahead and get into today's topic. This is part two of your communication style is working against you. Now, as I alluded to in the very first show, How do you think about your communication style? Most people, you know, uh, feel very good about their communication style. A lot of people say, yeah, I just say whatever comes to my mind, which doesn't create a good, like, uh, communication style. That means you can be pretty abrupt and come off pretty abrasive, but nonetheless, if that's your definition, that's where you're coming from. Or you can say, you know, um, yeah, I follow through and everything, so my communication style is... Is on point. I want you to really, after listening to the show, really identify and really s- see it from a different perspective. Because everything earthly, that's where we get, al- get away with a lot of stuff, don't we? We have a lot of judgments about our earthly ways, and because earthly ways is lawlessness. But how does it look spiritually? How are we really showing up? And that's what we're going to get into when this, your communication style is working against you. So in our last show, what we had discussed is that the enemy obviously comes to, in John 10.10, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy will attack your trust that you and your output. Okay? Now, I am going to fast forward, so please watch the first show so you can, so you can really catch up. But... This is the last slide in the last show. An enemy will attack your past, present, and future. Now, Maurice, how does that? Your past is in the earthly realm, in our worldly ways. Rarely do we think about today. Yes, okay, let's say we're, we're thinking about today. Today is what's going on. But today leaves its mark, and as soon as today leaves, Guess what? It's, it becomes the past. There's something about us as, as teenagers. You guys remember yourself as a teenager or going into your 20s and 30s. You were invincible, weren't you? Did you really care about the trail that you left? So the enemy will attack your past to make sure it shows up in your present in some way. Have you... In, I left an example last time, talking about (coughs) you ran into a high school buddy, and you look at him like you you still act the same way. What about when the, the enemy will attack your past because you started something, but all of a sudden it shows up in your present, in your own personal life? How do you communicate with yourself? But all of a sudden, it also shows up, if it hasn't been dealt with, if, if, if the enemy is still under attack and you haven't been healed, it actually is setting the course for your future. All your future relationships, all your future everything, your communication and your style is showing up and is creating a pathway for you. The enemy depends on this. He will not let you go outside of this realm, of this communication style. So he's going to keep on attacking to ensure that your past, present, and future all seem shameful. There's a course that the enemy is looking at. So now let's get into it. Let's really address this communication style. Romans 8, 7 through 8 reads, The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the flesh cannot please God. This this is a heavy scripture. But, let's go ahead and get into it anyway. The mind governed by the flesh. So again, the mind needs to be governed either by your spirit or by your flesh. That's what we can ascertain out of this scripture here. There's hostility towards God in the flesh. I want you to really own that moment. So now, if you're in this place and your mind's governed by the flesh, there's hostility in you. There's part of your being and your communication about yourself that there's still some hostility. There's some, there's some unhealed stuff. Now, to the earthly eye, I don't like, you can say, Hi, how are you doing? Nice to see you. It doesn't look like anything like I have hostility. But after a while, when you see my actions and you see my words, you'll say, yeah, there must be something else going on with you. Well, this mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. So if, there, if there's a hostility towards God, that's how God sees it, how is that person in their spiritual being? How is it showing up? <clears throat> there's no submitting to this per- from this person. Okay? Nor can it do so. So understand, there's a a trap that's happening. A person can literally be trapped. Whether you know, know, God gives you an opportunity to know it, but if you don't want to know it, you don't have to know it. Okay? So understand, the enemy loves the fact that you don't know. Because in Hosea it says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. So, fine, you, you get to perish. The enemy loves people that are perishing. He loves the smell and the operation of death, because that's his character, Okay. So now, lawless level of communication. The enemy will make sure that your mind is governed by the flesh to make sure that the spirit can't make you feel guilty. Have you ever asked a person to apologize and they seem to never do anything wrong? Right there, this is what's happening. Their mind is governed by the flesh. The flesh, with those who find strength in the flesh, and it, this is scripturally, this is where they're at. They're finding strength. The flesh will give you a level of strength, and, and that strength is called arrogance. To, and make sure that your mind does not feel any shame for what you do. The last thing the enemy wants you to do is fill your fig leaves. He does not want you to get spiritually connected, so that means the mind has to be governed by something to ensure you, you know what, I'll figure out a way to feel guiltless. And that's the key component of lawless. When you're operating in lawless, you feel guiltless, and you just keep on your mode of operation. Now, he will make sure that your actions, your feet, move funny. It's important for your feet to move funny in lawlessness. Because guess what? As a receiver of your movement, of your communication style, because it is words and actions, as we alluded to in our first show, if your feet move funny, you say, I'm gonna do this, but your feet don't do anything, or they move a completely different direction, guess what, you're lawless. Your trust is actually starting to dwindle down. Now, make sure that your tongue Becomes a weapon of mass destruction. How do I know that? Yeah, yeah, I'll do that next week. (laughs) No problem, I got you. Just, yeah, yeah. And then next week comes, shoot, crap, I forgot to do that. Please don't call me, please don't call me, please don't call me. Whew, I got away with it. Guess what? The fact that you got away with it and you felt okay and that you didn't say, dang it, I need to fix it. It doesn't bother you until you fix it. It means that lawlessness has saved you. That's the worst statement, but understand where I'm going with this. (laughs) Don't get caught up in saying lawlessness can save you. I'm not saying that at all. But lawlessness will come in and try to say, hey, Maurice, stop it. They'll wait on you. You don't wait on nobody. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, you wait on me. You know, I'll give it to you when I give it to you see my tongue it just changed it's lawless because my mind and my actions don't have any accountability for that when I said I was going to do it so I start protecting my communication but what has happened is present day I'm actually starting to lose credibility now tomorrow goes and things aren't the same that becomes my past and my influence with whoever that person is, and now it's starting to create a different future for me. There's always a trail. As long as you're alive, there's always trails to everything that you're doing. It always matches. When it doesn't match because you're getting better, now you now life is getting better for you. Now you're walking on a different path. But when this When this past still looks like you're present and you're headed towards that way in the future, you're on the death trail. You're on the lawless trail. And your communication style is under attack. The enemy is infiltrating your life. So now, Genesis 5, 19 through 21, the acts of the flesh are obvious. I always go through this because there's a lot. Obviously there's a ton of actions from lawlessness and flesh. Sexual immorality, impurity, debunkery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before, those that live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So, this morning, on the way to the show, I'm driving, I'm driving, and this gentleman obviously was trying to, uh, you know, zip by me. So he runs up on my back bumper and then just kind of zips around me and zips right in front of me. Now in that moment, from start to finish, and jumping in front of me, what did I pick up on? I I don't even know the person, but how can I characterize that person? Oh, guess what? There is fits of rage that just took place. Yeah, that was was a moment of road rage. Had I reacted, that was a road rage. I probably would have made it in here. Okay, so that has already happened. There is selfish ambition that took place this morning in that that brief 10-second moment. Now, that is my new memory with that person. Let's say I was able to get a good picture of them. I remember the car. I remember all that stuff. If I was to run into that person, they've already set a tone of communication. So while you think it was okay just to jump in front of somebody and think your road wage worked, you've already set a communication style. Now, in Genesis 3, 17 through 18, and to Adam he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat, curses the ground because of you Through toil you will eat from it all the days of your life, both thorns and thistles, it will yield for you." Now, let's think about that. Remember this part, but really focus in on this part. Both thorns and thistles, it will yield from you. In your death, in your disobedience, in your lawless level of communication, you are yielding something. That's a major part of the Genesis that we have skipped over, and we have forgotten about. Understand, God is still not happy with our disobedience year to date. There's not a day that goes by that God's like, oh, you're disobedient? Cool. I was wondering if you're going to do that. Thank you. No, he's not happy with it. Understand, both thorns and thistles, it will yield for you. If you never heard that scripture, please look it up. If you have heard that that scripture, look it up. Because there's there's something major in this moment. And I'll make the connection for you right now. What if I told you that this is the pain you leave behind based on your communication style? Well, Maurice, what do you mean? Okay, all right. Again, let's talk about a relationship. Let's go ahead and make it real personal, and then we'll we'll get into the business real here in a second. But do you think the fact that you, you have an issue of following through, the fact that you guys had an argument, you don't think you've actually left thorns and thistles in that person's life? You don't think your lack of love, that's, that's your, your, your challenge or your control uh, issues over life, and you want to control everything? You don't think this is a communication style that has left thorns and thistles for somebody else in your life? You don't think they're at home or praying to God saying, Lord, have mercy. What did I get to myself? Lord, help me. Yeah, that would. mm-hmm, yeah. Please help me because, whew, how am I going to make it tomorrow? Okay, forgiveness. I don't want to forgive because that person, oh, my gosh. They, right? What are, they, what are they praying about? They're praying about lifestyle with you. They're, out. Out. Those are thorns and thistles you leave. That's your communication style. That's your body language. People said they walk on eggshells around you. Or if that's the environment that you feel like you create, guess what? They're not eggshells, it's thorns and thistles. This is your trail that you leave in your disobedience, in your lawlessness. It messes with people's minds, it messes with people's hearts. And if you mess with a person's heart, you're messing with a person's mind. It's an automatic connection, because your mind is trying to figure out, sort out, creatively, what just happened. How do I solve this? Do I start to hate the person? Do I, I mean, what do I do? All those thoughts became, because your, your mind is trying to consume what's going on in the heart. Because your communication style of, you know, I love you, but then you don't do any love actions, thorns and thistles. See, everything is based on the space, and and we'll get into that in a second here. Everything is based on space. What do I mean by that? Let's go ahead and get into it. And before I get into it, let's talk about the communication habit here. What we do and what we say, if they don't match, this is the end result of everybody, all the trails that you left. So when we come back here to your past, your present and future, when you operate invincibly, no matter what stage of life that you're in, no matter if it was your past and your present, guess what? This is you. This is what people feel. Because something doesn't match. You're sweet some days and you're off the other days and now you're sweet this hour and off, I mean, something doesn't match. This is what the experience is like with you. Even with selfish ambition, you have great communication. Did you know that? Because the enemy would be, what, what kind of enemy would, because if he's crafty, why would I give you not the feeling uh, that you're doing right? Even in if, even if selfish ambition, You can do right, because all it requires is in the moment. Because the flesh couldn't, as we look in our, our previous shows, it can only operate good in the moment. That's why you will see people fall off. It's not because, oh, I got bored. It's because there's a momentary lifestyle. And a momentary lifestyle still leaves this pain behind. Because God created the world, and the way that he is, and his character is consistent, isn't it? So when you're operating in the selfish ambition, and you're just in the moment, see, people are used to being disappointed. And because we're so used to being disappointed, disappointed, your moment actually leaves a huge trail. It makes, like, oh, man, this is amazing. And we accept that because it matches our death. Our current experience and how we see life. So now you bring this into your business, you want to be a CEO, you want to own a company, you want to go ahead and hire some people, you want to go ahead and flourish and 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 make some make some revenue. How much impact does your communication have on the office space? Digest that for a quick second. Okay, now that you have digested that, what, it, what was your answer? It's major. You have reached a level of communication that is extremely high. As soon as you made yourself a CEO, you have went from whatever status, and you all of a sudden just went here. Now, is it because of financial? No. It's because of the, the power that you have. The ability that you have consumed. How do I know? All right, this is where I was talking about the space. In Genesis 1 6 through 8, and God said, Let there be a vault between the waters to separate the water from the water. So God made the vault and separate the water under the vault from the water above, or water above it. you got to figure that out. And, And it was so. God called the vault sky. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. So now, let's think about the vault. If God speaks into an empty space, guess what? Things are created. If God handed his ability to mankind, wherever there's an empty space, things are created. Okay, let's go ahead and take it back personally. Remember, before that person has met you, there is an empty space in that person's life. When you had said, yes, I'll be the one for you and I'll be the one for you, you have now created something in that space. That's how much impact that you have. This is how you know you have God's ability. You have God's authority. So now you're a CEO, and guess what? As a CEO, well, you have your entity. You have your EIN number. So now you have a business. You don't have to have an office space, but now everything that happens forward means you have influence. You have created something. You have done just this in the empty, in the empty vault, the sky. So now this is where this scripture starts to flow into. Your communication style starts to flow into this empty space because it has to be filled with something, and it's going to be filled with your spirit before it's uh, be filled with money. So, Luke 6:45, the good man brings good things out of the good treasure of his heart. Good treasure of his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil treasure of his heart. For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, I want you to think about these things: all of what you have will come out into this empty space. All of your communication, all the way that you do life is coming out into this space. So the environment will be created based on how you see life and your definition of it. So I may be hired on or come on to your office space, but I'm trusting the way that you see life above all else. Now, it's not like you sit in the... Now, maybe in the interview process you talk about, hey, you know... Yeah, I really, you're talking about a vision, but not how you see life. Because your vision can be completely different than how you actually do life. Let's be very, very true about that. But again, this environment, this space, is created on how you see life and how you do things. Now, speaking of life, do you realize survival equals life to a majority of people? Well, what do you mean, Maurice? All right, again, if you've been with the show for a few times, even if you're first, just to give give you some more understanding about me, I don't mind zombie movies from time to time. One thing I learned about watching the zombie movies is a zombie still feels like he's alive, even though he's dead in the flesh. The fact that it's still moving feels alive, but does not get excited does not really come alive until it smells of it smells life around it as long as it smells death around it it does not move but as soon as it turns and smells life it actually moves it moves differently it wakes up okay so survival is still the same lifestyle as a zombie you're still walking around, but you have not felt life, and that's the way God sees, sees us. But again, this, could be a, this is the majority of how we actually, we say, yeah, I'm surviving. All right, you're telling me exactly where life is. But while you feel so alive because you're a business owner and you have all this stuff and you have all this vision, guess what? What's, what's going on? This is the expectations, because the thing about vision, it's like, I feel like it's like the worst thing that you, the best thing that you have, but also the worst thing, especially when you commit to it like, hey, I'm gonna, these are my expectations. I know these things can happen. But your operation and your understanding about life, you're still operating in survival, is lower than your expectations. There's already a mismatch in how you do life, in your communication. But guess what, you bring this understanding as a CEO into the workplace and people don't understand this is what they're seeing. But you feel like it's okay because you live with yourself for quite some time. Your husband or wife has lived with you for some time, so you feel like you have some level of success with it, so you keep on going. See, idolatry allows you to operate in shame, but expect the best from everybody else. Have you ever said, why are your expectations higher than what you're actually doing? Have you ever had that experience? Idolatry allows you to, that's that flesh. The conforming of an environment. We're going to hold it right there for now. And I want you to obviously come back and watch the next show. I want you to think about this environment. As you're waiting a week to watch the show, <laughs> I want you to remember this environment here, because this is where the impact really starts to begin. This is how that communication really starts to hone in on you. And this is when things really get messed up. And as always, please come back to our Twitter, our Facebook, and also our YouTube to ensure you can, we can continue the conversation. We want to make sure that your questions are answered and that we can communicate because I know there is a lot in this show. It has me thinking quite a, a, a lot about a lot of things. So please join me. But In the meantime, I actually have to get back to work. You guys have a wonderful, great day.